Welcome back to the Joat Show here on the Dion Family Network, episode 155. I know I said Tuesday. It is Wednesday. And it's West Coast time. It is West Coast time. But, uh, you know, we had to... We had to hold on because there was a pretty significant moment in just baseball history yesterday. So And almost tonight. And then we waited to see if there would be I'm wondering what's what's the scale as uh, I'll do so we're gonna talk about NHL retirements, Nathan McKinnon's extension, NFL week two reaction, the Phoenix Suns are actually looking for a buyer uh for the franchise. Um I've been waiting. I don't know. Not waiting. I just forgot to do this, but I want to talk about Christmas Day and all the sports that are going on that day. And then, uh, but we're going to start with baseball. We're going to start with Aaron Judge because last night seemed like it was going to be a not so great Yankee night. You know, the bullpen gave up what, like four runs or six, six runs and in four innings or something like that. Yeah. Down eight five to the Pirates. Don't know who her closer is, but. That's besides the point at this point. They bring in Will Crow. Is that his name? Crowley? Yeah, I'm not sure. I think it was Crow. So the Yankees are down 8-4. Judge comes up. And what better moment to hit your 60th home run? Well, there was a better moment, which would come moments later. But, yeah, that was a good kickoff to the ninth inning comeback. Especially because we are we're still at the cottage, so set up the because and and this was on a whim. Usually with with football, it's just oh yeah, it's Sunday night, it's Monday night. We watch Thursday night. It's like yeah, we'll just we'll set up the projector and watch football. Right. And then right before the game, I'm like, should we should I set up the projector? And you're like, yeah, like let let's do it. It was the nicest day that we've had here for sure. It was 17 degrees at all night basically. Yeah, like I didn't even, like I we were in like t-shirt and shorts. Yeah, last day of summer. And it really was. Uh-huh, that's true. Which, yeah, we were talking about. You have, the season should really just, like, stick to your days. Like, it, it's fall now. Let's have fall weather. <laughs> yeah. Mother Nature cooperated. Yeah. Um. So, in, in the, into the ninth, Judge hits his 60th. And that's already a great – that's that's a great moment to this night. Right. And you're just kind of like – they do the curtain call even though I don't he think He doesn't really want to, but he still, has to because it's 60. Down. You're just tied Babe Ruth, so you you gotta go. Even though you're down eight five at this point, humble Judge comes out and and then the Yankees give the Pirates humble pie. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a rally of just like three really good at bats, and it starts with Rizzo Glaber, I guess Glaber Rizzo, or Rizzo Glaber. I can't remember which way it was, but Rizzo Glaber Donaldson. I'm yeah. pretty sure I'll get on and. There's, I think there there is a pinch runner somewhere, and Giancarlo Stanton comes up who just wasn't having a good night. It's hasn't hasn't had a good August slash September yeah. since he's been back. Yeah, the injury plus once he came back, everything just kind of seems slow. I was even thinking like bringing a pinch hitter. Yeah, we did say that, <laughs> right? You said it, and I agreed because he just didn't have it and. This was this was the moment for Giancarlo Stanton after the 60th home run. You know, what can he do? You know, you're down by three, bases clearing double, something like that. And it was just the stereotypical Giancarlo Stanton home run yeah. where he just kind of clubs it. And as soon as it's off the bat, not even based on his reaction, just yeah. on the swing, you just knew it was gone. It's, right, but gone like 10 feet off the off the field 
Like it, it barely cleared the wall, but it was still. It probably went through the concrete bleachers. Yeah, they, they hit the, it so hard. The bleacher creatures. Uh, so yeah, and then after we were talking about oh poor Harrison Bader who right has his Yankee debut and looks was terrific. amazing is the best Yankee on the field until the very end of the game. Yeah, and just gets no credit. Yeah. But they would have lost eight four. Harrison Bader is goes what two for three and couple couple RBIs couple of three RBIs I think he had took took an extra base was aggressive on the base pads great defensively mm-hmm. but because they came back and won he's an afterthought which I think going into the playoffs you have to love to have a guy like that for sure because to me, it also opens a roster spot of, okay, you have this guy, bottom third of the lineup. Like, I've even thought, like, if you had him hit ninth. For sure. In, yep. fr- in front of Judge. Yep. Because it seems like he can get on base pretty well. Um, I did say I had the the uh, story to share about the ball because I don't know if – I don't think they didn't show it on the broadcast, but there was a literal dog pile to get this ball. Oh, yeah. It was scary. I wouldn't have went for it. No. Unless it's hit right at you and you've got a glove and you're going to jump and make a catch and then and then it's going to turn into a football game because now you're just at the bottom of the pile and you're hoping the refs unravel everyone so you still have the ball for the turnover because otherwise someone's ripping it from you. Yeah, I was going to say, do you not, if you caught a ball like that, would you not just like run away? Yeah. Like I would just get... Catch, catch and run. <laughs> Take the traveling foul or whatever violation um so the fan that caught the ball gave the ball back to aaron judge no like wow finagling all he wanted was a meet and greet and he got some signed merch they got like a his him and a couple of friends they got like balls and bats which honestly i think that's if that was me i think i would take that as much as you want to be like the guy that car- caught Mark McGuire's home run and sold right. it for like three million dollars. Exactly. I don't know. I feel like it would just That's, to me it'd be tough. more it'd be more special to like be like I, I my thing would be I would say I want to meet whoever hit the home run. I want to meet them and physically hand them the, the ball and meet them. Right. Be like I'm the one that caught the ball. Right. You wouldn't know me if I didn't do this. Right. So nice to meet you. Right. Aaron. You call, you call him Aaron. Weird worth your three million dollars yeah wow that's such a cool experience um i don't think i have anything um yeah no that was just a great moment then we held on tonight uh to see if he was gonna hit 61 right which he hit two doubles and i've never seen a crowd more angry at doubles right or walks yep <laughs> booed the pitcher for walking him was that a four not intentionally walk? but yeah yeah they were four pitches that were clearly out of the zone and yeah and then of course the highlight was the eighth inning being up seven two and now the yankee fans oh, oh yeah. they're just like us obviously and yeah let's get judge one more at bat and the players obliged yeah the, the the crazy part of it was it was torres up who was hitting third right you're like okay are they really gonna get back up to the to judge again. spot yeah and what are the chances? Glaber hits a home run. There's bloops. There's blasts everywhere. They yeah. score eight runs in the inning. Yeah. And Judge walks. Yeah. And just, yeah, four bad pitches. Yeah. Like the pitcher, I think it was Stout was his name, just yeah. could not hit the zone. Just no. Yeah, it wasn't like 
to judge and ju- no. yeah he just was struggling but uh yeah i think this is this is close to the full boost the yankees need going into the playoffs there's like right only like two weeks left so i feel like the big thing you're probably waiting for is ben intendi yeah hopefully he comes back he seems like he's the only legitimate well and dj are the two only legitimate players that can come back either at right at the beginning of the playoffs or just before everybody else it's going to be like i don't know like do you bring someone off the dl in the playoffs that's hard like you know carpenter they were talking about it and he's such a good bat to have yeah that that's it makes a bit of a difference because he's just going to come off the bench so it's he's ice cold anyway so it's no different so yeah that would probably be a good bench extra bench player and then someone like Frankie Montas who got hurt. I mean, when he comes back, he's just going to be in the bullpen anyways. But yeah, that, is you're that not even losing. Yeah, well, I mean, it's you're not even you're not really losing much there, in no. my mind. Especially because Severino pitched tonight and looked good. Looked great, I yeah. thought, for sure. Two hits, one walk, I think it was. No, yep. r- one run. Uh, the, was that uh, fly ball? The sacrifice was he? Yeah, I think he I think so. Was pitching so. One run. And you're going to build him build him up for the playoffs. Right. Because, I mean, barring something incredible from the Blue Jays, the Yankees are going to have that bye in the first round. First round of the, the wild card round. Magic numbers eight. And then you just get, you get your five games. You have enough days off where you can set everything up exactly how you want, which apparently starts with Garrett Cole starting a game one, no matter the series. I feel like that's just not something you just like put in concrete i agreed yeah for sure and it was talked about tonight like if you're in a that three game wild card series isn't game two your critical game either you're closing out the series or you're battling to stay alive yeah because they're kind of changes things because with the jays it's like okay you have two pitchers you know you could put in any of the three games right kevin gosman and alec manoa yeah again when i was when they said it i I thought it right, but I didn't say it, but I thought, like, wouldn't you want your best pitcher in that middle game even as a just-in-case if you're, yeah, saving your season or trying to advance? Right. I feel like that's the spot you put Manoa in, but then who do you put in that third game? Do you trust Barrios? Is it Stripling? That's, yeah, that's that's where it becomes a toss-up. You can't really do a bullpen game in the playoffs. Well. You could try. If they're playing Tampa, they'll show you how that happens. Yeah, Tampa. I, I still think Tampa should be the team that scares the Blue Jays. You should yeah. want to play Seattle. Right. Because they have the same amount of experience. Right. Um, so yeah, Garrett Cole, game one. Uh, Canada is apparently going to be lifting the vaccination ban. So Novak Djokovic will be happy. Yep, he'll be back next year. You know, Maybe. I didn't even I didn't even think about this. Tyler Bertuzzi. There you go. Now he's he gonna can be play. Back. Yeah, there you go. Red Wings playoff run. Here yep. we go. Um, no, but that's just, I mean, they say it as something that's big before the MLB playoffs. I feel like assuming the Jays are advancing and that there's, I don't think there's any teams unless they play like Philadelphia in the World Series. That's the last even player that I can remember. Maybe not just being unvaccinated, but being pretty like openly I don't even want to say against, but just like openly believing in their own rights, which is JT Real Muto. Um, Cole game one. Yeah, that's honestly, it's all the baseball stuff I had. It, it was, I mean, it was a football dominated weekend, but the judge right. thing was huge. 
I'll just I'll go over the standings because it's fun. I wrote it down. I also wrote this down for before the games happen. So if I'm off by a game by the time this comes out, sorry. Uh, AL Houston's ninety-eight and fifty-one. They clinched the division and beat Tampa tonight. They're they're the team to beat in the AL. For I, sure. I don't think you can deny that. Nope. And I feel like there's enough enough of the pieces that you didn't. Wait, maybe enough of the pieces that you didn't like are still on the team. I feel like the only thing about the Astros that I just want, I want Alex Bregman to go somewhere else so that I can like him. <laughs> Altuve is good. Carlos Correa honestly could go back, and I would be happy with that. For sure. You've got to put a more, little more hate on for Houston. <laughs> uh, Yankees 89 and 58. Cleveland 81 and 67. Not as far back from the Yankees as I thought they would be. Well, because the Yankees have been sliding since the All-Star break. Yeah, that's true. Um, wild card, Toronto, 84 and 64. Tampa, 82 and 66. Seattle, 81 and 66. And then I'm going to still throw Baltimore in there. They're 76 and 71, but yep. they're five games back. Falling. Falling. And it's a young team. For sure. Next year will be you have your full season with that young group. and Yep. You have a better chance to push for the playoffs. For sure. Not necessarily. Because they kind of started a leg below and just got close. Right. Uh, and then the White Sox, they're 76 and 72. They're five games back of Cleveland. So. Not much to talk about in the American League Woo-hoo. Central. Who Who is so excited to see. Honestly, I can't wait for whoever is playing the AL Central, whichever team that is, I will find out the day of and bet on the other team. Because not that Cleveland and the White Sox haven't been playing important games. They are in a battle of their own. But it's kind of a David-Goliath battle because, like, Tampa Bay, Seattle, Toronto are all fending each other off, like, at the same time. Right. When Cleveland, Chicago, it's like, ah, Cleveland's like, stay back, you. Get a, get away from here. Like, that's that's not a race. That's... It's the tortoise and the uh, tortoise. <laughs> the tortoise and, and another, another tortoise. tortoise. And, uh, yeah, because Baltimore might end up with a better record than the winner of the American League Central. Uh, it's just, again, more question marks. Well, they fixed the format, and we need to fix it again. Yeah, and it looks like it's, yeah. Uh, NL, this is still hilarious. The Dodgers are 103-45. and 45. And no one's talking about them. The, I, I did the math today. Because what's the wins record? One sixteen, think so. Yeah, they would have to win every game. Oh, okay. Which but still, that's they're just... still at one hundred three wins now with like fourteen games to go. Oh yeah, they're getting a one ten. Yeah, that's also that's ridiculous. Huge. The the Mariners' record then of right. like how crazy good they had to be. Yeah, and then still and lost. consistently. Yeah, and, and haven't made the playoffs since. Yeah, exactly. It's Became a, a curse, gift and a curse. So yeah, they clinched the division. Uh, the Mets, they're 95 and 56. They clinched a playoff spot. Cardinals, 87 and 62. Atlanta, 93 and 56. Them and the Mets, they're. That, it is a big difference. You're either battling for a bye in the wild card round or you're going to have to play in that three game series. You'll be hosting San Diego or Philly or, I guess, Milwaukee, but you're either going to have to play that best two out of three or you get. Like probably just under a week off, like that is a pretty big, 
pretty big difference in a race that seemed like it was over in July. Yeah. Um, San Diego, 82 and 66. Philly, 80 and 67. 81. 81 and 67. No, thank you. Uh, Milwaukee's still two games back. Yeah, I, I, I guess they didn't throw in the towel. I guess they knew that their closer was finished, got rid of him, got something for him, and they're still in the race. They knew he was going to have a 13 ERA. <laughs> yeah, it's like they just they knew he hit the wall. It's weird. Uh, so, yeah, that's it for baseball. Let's do let's do the NBA first just because it's, it's a lot of stuff, but, like, not even that much, but it just isn't much to talk about. Uh, Robert Sarver... Selling the Suns now. Forced. Forced to, yeah. The, the report was that he was pressured. So he actually owns, I didn't know this, he owns the Phoenix Suns and the Phoenix Mercury, Mercury the right. WNBA team. Yep. So he's selling both. Both, yep. And I think they were, I heard that they were like the 18th most valuable NBA franchise. Okay. And it was still like over a billion dollars. Wow. And some of the names, people brought up Jeff Bezos, if he might buy them, oh, the Amazon no. guy. Right. Uh, there was other names that I didn't care. I just saw that one. I'm like, haha, that'd be funny, but also kind of weird. Because Phoenix, Phoenix should not be that low in, like, value. Like, compared to the other cities in the NBA? Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't really have an answer for you. Just the fact that they, maybe they play in the same city as the Coyotes. That might de devalue them. Should the Suns go <laughs> play at Mullet Arena, too? Yeah. <laughs> um... So the Lakers rejected this trade, and it's it, we've probably talked about it a hundred times, but the fact now that the Lakers rejected a trade for Buddy Heald and Miles Turner, presumably Westbrook going the other way, but they rejected it because Indiana wanted two unprotected first-round picks, which for those who aren't keeping score at home, those would be the last two picks the Lakers have until 2030. Right. They want to at least get a, one kid, <laughs> right? Like They're, they're going to have to like get undrafted sign undrafted players yeah yeah they're just the gonna... way it's going um <laughs> uh, this one this one i'm gonna stamp as an official prediction so jay crowder of the phoenix suns is getting shopped around apparently they're actively trying to trade him which i don't know why he was a part of a team that made the nba uh, i don't remember actually if he was on that team but whether he was or he wasn't he was on teams that made deep playoff runs and i'm gonna tell you the team is going to okay he's going back to the miami heat wow this is not a confirmed thing this is just me okay making sense of miami just lost pj tucker and right. pj tucker and jay crowder are, are they're about the same similar. player yep. similar ish and jay crowder was on that team that was in the bubble that went to the nba finals i just think that's a good shot of adrenaline for the Miami Heat. Right. So that's there's your little prediction. This is also the guy that was saying two years ago that Carson Wentz was definitely going to be a Colt. So yeah, take, exactly. Take that. I I said that for a while, and then it happened, and I just I felt so proud. Um, there's going to be an H HBO documentary on October 11th about Linsanity. For those who don't remember, yeah. Yeah. the two-week run that Jeremy Lin had for the New York Knicks. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. So we're doing a whole doc on that. Yeah. Wow. Also, in like a four-day span, we're going to get the Redeem Team doc on Netflix and then this one. 
So you'll be excited about that. Yeah, it'll be leading right up to, to basketball season. Actually, that comes out the day before the NHL starts. It's kind of weird. Um, the NBA and the NBA Players Association are talking about ending the one-and-done rule and basically letting high school players come into the NBA right away. Mm. It's a hard... I feel like the one thing the NBA should look at is the Canadian Hockey League because they have a system to see right. if someone's ready, not just physically, but yeah. mentally, emotionally. Yep, for sure. You should probably make sure an 18-year-old can handle being in the NBA because yeah. LeBron did it because he was... But, it, again, that's exception to the rule. Yeah, he was like 12 and everyone was talking about how he was going to go to the NBA. He was ready. With social media, I think some kids could be more ready, but I think that could also hinder someone so, yeah. reading every tweet about yourself that, that could drive sure. you insane in the NBA. So, I don't know. I feel like if you go to college, you should maybe have to go for... I, I also like the idea of, like, if you go to college, you have to go for two years, yeah. but a team can draft you. Right. And then you just have to go to college for another year. Right, like hockey. Yeah. But yeah, I, I agree. Because the one and done is it, – it, it spoils college basketball in Cause, my mind. Because every, every year it's like, oh, who got all the top recruits? Okay, let's just assume they're going to win. Right. And then they never do because it's like, oh, the it's team that has a bunch of fifth-year seniors. Exactly. Beat it, a bunch of 18-year-olds that have been playing together for like four months. Yeah, and, and don't plan to come back. No, so we're all going no, to the NBA. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, Dennis Schroeder is re-signing with the Lakers, which usually you think that's not a big deal, but it's a one-year, $2.64 million deal. And this is now my time to remind you that Dennis Schroeder, during the 2021 season, or like the 2020-21 season, rejected a four-year, $84 million deal from the Lakers. Wow. Because he thought he was going to make more. <laughs> and then yeah, he did it. bet on himself. And he lost. He did the Aaron Judge and and did the total opposite. Yep, <laughs> lost. Oh, that is poor guy. But I just I wanted to bring that up. Um, the Jazz trio are being brought up uh, for you know trades, trade rumors. Jordan Clarkson, uh, Clarkson, Boyan Bogdanovich, and Malik Be- Malik Beasley. There's wow. no margarita in this night. Nope. Um, the one guy no one's talking about is Mike Connolly, who's just like a veteran guard. Is he just going to hang out on this Jazz team that's definitely going to suck? I don't think so. Worse than Houston? Or are they going to battle for with Houston for the See, worst team? I, I like Houston more. I would rather watch Houston, but right. I could imagine Utah being better. Just because I'll have a little more experience. Yeah, but um, the one guy I wanted to say for the Raptors is Jordan Clarkson because – the only thing, if I describe this, do you think this sounds like another Raptor? He's your third guard off the bench. He's scoring burst. He Defensively, he's fine, but he's a second unit guy. Right. Does that not kind of sound like what we want Gary Trent to be? Yeah. But I also just, I think it's a great idea. The Raptors were apparently in on Schroeder. I don't know if they don't trust the young guards, like Banton or Flynn, but right. it seems like they want to add a veteran yeah. guard. Right. So I say Jordan Clarkson would be the, the type of guy it. that I think could work for the Raptors because Beasley too, I guess. Like, but he's more of a like a wing than a guard. I think if the Raptors are going to add someone to this team, it's a guard right. should be, unless it's some superstar center. Yes, that they can get. Yeah, but that's not real. Not not realistic. Um, the other thing that came up right before we started. 
there's not a lot of information on it, but apparently the Celtics head coach, Ime Adoka, is facing a possible suspension for violating team guidelines. Okay. Fascinating wording of it, because yeah. when I read the article, it just said that statement, it and then more to come. Anything. It, it could, like, is it something in the locker room? Is it right. something completely off the court, away from the team yeah. whatsoever? Yeah, like, it's so vague. For sure. But I just wanted to get people's attention to that of just something to look out for uh to the nhl we're having a lot of training camps open hockey's back in like a month actually under a month under a month yeah like three weeks yeah um preseason games starting in a few days yeah and the biggest story is definitely nathan mckinnon we taught we talked about it as it was going to happen right extension even he had a, a hilarious like 20 seconds where he was on the 32 thoughts podcast with ellie friedman and jeff merrick and they just asked him like oh do you think you're going to become the highest paid player in the league and he just basically said you ask my agent i i don't know anything about that right he has since signed an eight-year 12.6 million dollar uh average annual value right making him the highest paid player in the league yeah. by $100,000 yeah. because hockey players are petty. Yes. And some of them will put like their number in the contract, like Crosby signed for $8.7 million right. and dumb stuff like that. But McKinnon being the highest played, paid player in hockey, I don't think it, it kind of it makes sense. It's just yeah. of the time. I think Matthews and McDavid will then jump over him when they resign. Oh, for sure. It also because I think we were pumped because some people are saying he wants like fifteen million dollars a year. I th- I think he could have got it if he really wanted to push for that. Yep, sure, for sure. But I but again, I think he wants to win too. So if you do that, then now you're not getting your goalie. You're not getting your fourth defenseman that you really want. Yeah, your trade deadline you, pickup is gone. It, exactly. So it, it goes to show me that he still he wants to win. He wants the money, but not all of it. He wants to win and stay in Colorado and keep winning. He took what I think a lot of people will look again and say, like, he made he's going to make double the money per year than he did on his last contract, and it's still kind of a bargain. Exactly. Yeah, like, yeah, eight years, well, maybe not eight years' time, but in let's say five years' time when he's in his prime. Yeah. Because he's still, what is he, 25, 26? I'll check. Like, he's still, you know what I mean? Like, he's still, in my mind, I think he's only going to get better. So, yeah, in five years' time, you might say, you know what? That McKinnon deal is is a steal. I think it's a steal now. Yeah, 27. He's 27. Yeah, so, yeah, he's still going to get better. <laughs> the, which That's is, scary. Yeah, the, the Avalanche definitely have that core locked up for a while, and – you saw it in the playoffs. They have a team so good in front of their goalie. They just need their goalie to be okay. It, yeah, they're one of those teams, and unfortunately, there's a few other teams that think that they can do it the same way. <laughs> the Rangers, <laughs> the Leafs. Yeah, uh, we had a trio of defensemen retirement. We'll start with Keith Yandel, who yeah retires as a flyer, I guess. Yep. Um, I know a lot of people are probably mad at the Flyers because they ended the Iron Man streak. Yeah. It was something that did not – it just didn't make sense to me. If, like, if you're going to sign the guy, you have to play him. It, it, it's weird because, like, they were bad. So, like, when you're – I don't know. 
what was he minus 75 or something ridiculous like mm-hmm. and they want to put their kids in there yeah it's, it's it's almost like i'm surprised well i don't know why he didn't get traded at the deadline because teams are probably scared of breaking the streak yeah and then if if you're not going to play him fine make him your seventh defenseman let him skate one shift. Phil Kessel did that in Detroit. He was his right. wife, I assume, was giving birth. He skated for a shift, right, and then went and caught a flight back to Arizona. Yeah, that's true. Just do something like that. Yeah. Do something gimmicky. Who, who cares? The Canucks did that for Henrik Sedin. I remember too, where they'd like clinched a playoff spot, but he wanted to keep his streak, so he like went out, did a shift, and came back. The only thing I can say to that, because yeah, you're right. It's bad on the Flyers. The streak's going to be over <laughs> this year. This year, probably in a couple months here. Yeah. Or Kessel's going to take it over, and then it's a moot point, really. Yeah, because no, oh, yeah, no one's going to – and no one's going to catch that streak, I don't think. Well, I think people take, like, rest days and stuff. Yeah, the, yeah, times have changed. Maybe not as much in hockey, but – No, it does happen, though. Maintenance days, I guess. Um, but, yeah, Keith Yandel leaves the NHL, one of the – better offensive defenseman of his time yeah coyote a panther and then he'll just have that one mike medano daniel alfredson season playing for someone else exactly i picked two guys that picked, played for the red wings but even i thought it was weird like daniel alfredson was a red wing that was yeah weird. that's yeah that is strange there, there was quite a few of them like that daryl sittler boya salming i could go on yeah brett hall luke robitaille even if those guys played a couple of years, well, it's still it's just, weird. Yeah. Wait, were you saying like specifically last year? No, no. Oh, okay. Just yeah, no. It just in years past where it's almost like they that's where they went to rest. Like that was the <laughs> that's the Florida. Yeah, the Florida of the NHL. Uh, the middle one, PK Subban, probably the most surprising out of the three. Out of the three that happened, yeah. Probably still not that surprising, just because his play had kind of gone gone off a hill yeah like he probably had his mindset on i want to make this amount if i don't get it then i'm gonna go do something else which i think we all kind of know he's gonna end up on tv it's just a matter of where yeah agreed i mean you hope for sportsnet's sake they could try to get him but espn and tnt are probably gonna offer more money more money to get him yeah um he does he retire in your mind as a montreal canadian well, that's definitely where he had his best years. Because that's cause, just how I think of him. Yeah, because yeah, as soon as he got to Nashville, he just I don't know what happened. They had the one run where they made the Stanley Cup. Right, but it wasn't on him no. at that point. Oh, he no, was no. like their third best defenseman at that point. Yeah. And like it, something happened in that dressing room. I don't know if Subban is thinks he's bigger than than the team or something happened there because. If you're if you're a player and you, and you donate millions of dollars to a hospital, in your mind you're thinking, well, I'm staying in the city, so it, I'm gonna. That's why I'm doing this. Yeah. So I think it was a bit of a shock to him. It'd be interesting if we ever get the inside story on. I'm sure. I'm sure he'll talk about it now. Right. Or at maybe some point some in a point, couple of years. Yeah. Uh, our last one, Zdeno Chara. Signs a one-day contract, takes away the captaincy from Patrice Bergeron for a day, <laughs> yeah, and retires a Boston Bruin. And Zdeno Char, I think, and it was actually funny that uh, 
I'm going to bring up 32 thoughts a lot with this because they've been getting me ready for hockey. Matt Barzell was talking about Chara this year and that he worked out more than any other guy on the team at 45 years old. That's nuts. That guy was a monster, not just because he's gigantic. Right. The video of him lifting the Stanley Cup is probably the funniest one outside of Lanny McDonald and his mustache. Right. And like two other guys like helping him lift it. But I mean, a legend of the game. I don't I don't really know what else to say. It's kind of weird that he's retiring. Yeah, cuz he's just kind of always been there. Now, I guess he'll be one of the last guys to play without a shield. Like it's getting to the point where we're almost there. Yeah, there's only really a few right. guys left. The biggest one I could think of is Ryan O'Reilly. Okay, I was thinking of the guy for the Oilers. It was the third line winger. He just got traded. Oh, uh, Cassian. Yeah. Yeah, Arizona Coyote. There you go. Cassian. Um, I don't really know what else. Do we have a good good that he's gone? I guess because he terrorized the NHL for 2010s. Who's that? Chera. Yeah. Yeah, it just it's just kind of sad because like he never. He came into the league when the league changed from clutch and grab to you got to be able to skate, and he was able to to be competitive, which was incredible because he definitely wasn't the fastest player out there, but he was able to use his size and length and stretch and stick to his advantage. <laughs> the the one thing I'm gonna leave I'm gonna leave for just every Leaf fan out there. There is now no active NHL player that has lost to the Toronto Maple Leafs in a playoff series. There you go. Zdeno Chara was your last piece of La- that. That was it. It's gone. I don't even know what year. 2004, probably? Yep. Somewhere in there when Somewhere you played for Ottawa. There. Yep. Uh, I liked that. I, I thought of it while you were talking about how great he is, and I'm like, uh, what better way to end this little segment with just a little twist of the knife for Leaf fans? Yes. Before the season even begins. <laughs> begin your crying let's actually let's let's talk about the let's talk about the leafs more how about let's not cry over spilled milk which is the leaf sponsor on their jersey this year oh boy got milk. milk a lot of people are making fun of this i don't know like because it also bought does it bother you that there's a jersey sponsor no because it's probably going to be pretty small it'll be <laughs> no different than the helmet yeah it'll be like one, basically right? like a c yeah like a like, letter oh, on... is he a captain oh no it's just the sponsor. just milk <laughs> yeah it's just milk yeah, it doesn't bother me. The NHL no. needs to make money. Yeah. The helmet one bothered, bothers me less. Like, I yeah. you can't see it while they're no. playing. No. What, are you going to, like, stop and wait for them to stay still and go, ah, I hate that. Why is TikTok on the helmet? <laughs> uh, Edmonton apparently going with no sponsors. Don't need the money, I guess. No. <laughs> they're just, they're. Yeah, I don't, I don't get that. They're, uh, I was about to say Daffy Duck. What's the, what's the, who's the one that jumps into the thing of coins the what the duck that the, like a greedy duck or something it jumps into like a thing of coins oh um yeah that's like the the like christmas the, uh i like the Scro- like scrooge scrooge mcduck there you go oh, we okay. got it we did i hope everyone was yelling at us yeah, what exactly the name was. yeah don't you guys know your stuff no we don't no, uh, we don't know our disney stuff I, I said we were going to stop talking about the Leafs. How about one more? Oh, boy. How about 10 months away from Austin Matthews being even allowed to be offered an extension? And we're already talking about it. Yeah, he was already being asked, and he already said to the media, I'm not talking about this again. I like it here. Of course you like it here. You have no choice. You've got to be there for two more years. 
because I'm assuming he has a no trade clause also in his contract. Maybe he doesn't, but and they're I not going to trade him. No, sixty goal scorer. He's going to be in Toronto for two more years. I just don't. I can't see him being there after that. Not because he doesn't want to. He's going to want more than twelve point six yeah. million dollars. And I think McDavid Toronto does not have the room. No, McDavid and him, I think, expire at the same time. There you go. So they might play They're a little cat and mouse. For sure. They're going to be looking for 15, 16, and again, the Leafs are going to say, yeah. well, they they could, but now they're going to have to say, well, bye-bye, Mitch Marner or John Tavares yeah. for a bag of pucks. I'm I'm gonna I think he I think he's still gonna be there. I I don't know why I just can't. I think you get rid of Marner, Tavares, not all of them, but right. you get rid of you anything else of to to make him fit. I, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just the only thing is he's American. Just keep that in mind. He may want to go back to his own country. I'm just in, saying in Mullet Arena. I'm not saying Arizona, <laughs> but he may want to go play in a big big u.s city so basically that's like la chicago new, new york. york yeah i'll say philly yeah i do you i do you were yeah because it is uh one of the major boston boston yeah that's right? true like I, yeah so <laughs> I, i'm not gonna yeah we let's talk about it in two years um i already said the oilers no sponsors i just i want to shout out 32 thoughts not that they need it but this is just – I don't even think I wrote down everybody that they've interviewed recently. They did um, a European tour. They interviewed Nino Niederreiter, Kevin Fiala, Pierre-Edouard Belmar, Victor Hedman, Tim Stutzla, Moritz Sider, uh, Jake Brana. They did a, like, double Red Wing interview, like Sider and Vrana, one after another. The part that I found so interesting, and I told you about this already, but Vrana yeah. is the only player on the Red Wings that lives in downtown Detroit, right. which he says is like a four or five minute walk from his apartment to the rink right. when everybody else lives in the suburbs and you have to drive 20 minutes. I just, I found that so fascinating that, cause he's like probably 24, 25. Yeah. I'm surprised none of the other young guys wanted to go live downtown. Agreed. Yeah. Like what? Well, yeah. Cause you'd think it'd be. Well, again, Detroit's trying to bring their city back to, I don't know, relevance or yeah, yeah. But anyway, yeah, I'm surprised there aren't more, more players downtown. Because in New York, I'm sure that's what they do. A lot oh yeah, of the, especially the young kids, even but, the older guys, I think probably stay downtown. Yeah, you just live in Manhattan. Drive, take the subway or something. Yeah. That would be fun if you're just an NHL player on the subway. <laughs> actually, might be a little dangerous at the same time. Yeah. Um, the, and then they, for the North American in, uh, Vegas, they did media tour. They interviewed Mark Shifley, Nathan McKinnon before the extension still. So it was just, they talked about that like briefly and he was like, yeah, just talk to my agent. Uh, Matt Barzell, who I didn't remember what a personality he was, but he is like a very like confident outgoing person. Okay. I and I just I never yeah I never expected that yeah because I don't see it I, I yeah I haven't heard him interview actually to be honest with you like he was talking about they were talking about like him going to New York Fashion Week and just kind of like stuff outside of the rink and then obviously right. they brought up the Islanders your their expectations this year I feel like they're an underrated team again that yeah. people are gonna forget how good they are Agreed. or could be and they're not gonna play. 
their first 15 games away from home. So it should be a little bit more realistic for them to make the playoffs. Yeah, that was our, like journey at the end of the season was just trying to will them into yeah the i just thought because they kept having because of covid issues that was the other problem they had yeah. and, but they had games in hand so they just i figured they're, they're gonna find a way especially with the coach they had they're gonna find a way to make the playoffs and they just they came up well short too like it wasn't yeah. even like within two points or whatever right they were double digits i think yeah they were like well back being i don't know ninth or tenth like were they the next team though? i think so yeah because, yeah, the Eastern Conference by, like, December yeah, was, it was over. I, I, other than, yeah, I don't know why we were saying that because I was trying to pump the tires on the Islanders, and but at the same time I was saying, like, yeah, the, the Eastern Conference was done by November yeah, in my we, mind, which it was. Yeah, we tried to play both sides of, like, it's over, but right. maybe the Islanders. Yeah, yeah, you need a play-in game to keep things interesting for the other eight teams in that conference that have no shot. Yeah, especially just do it in the East. We don't need it yeah, in the Western the West, Conference. No, we don't have fine. enough playoff teams. No. Um, they also interviewed Sidney Crosby, which is funny. Uh, after McKinnon won the Cup, he was talking about how drunk he would get at Crosby's parties. Right. So he said, I hope Sid does the same for me because they're, like, they've been skating together for a while. Right. They're, they're pretty close. Buddies. Yeah. And so then they asked McKinnon right before of, like, oh, like, how drunk was Sid at the party? And he was like – I don't know, maybe like top 10. So then they asked Crosby, and again, oh. Crosby, you know he's not much of a personality. No, not at you all. You could kind of see it come out where he goes, top, or he said, top 10. I was, he's like, I was top five at least. And he was like, McKinnon left like two hours before I did. He's like, I closed, uh, I think it was the Ale House or something. He's okay. like, I closed it that night. I'm right. like, that's awesome to get like a story and like some actual personality out of Sidney Crosby like right. that. It only took 30 years. <laughs> And then they did the boring, not boring stuff, but just like the, oh, how happy are you that Gino and Latang are back? Are you guys going to retire together? He right. did have a good answer, though. They said, are you guys going to retire together? He's like, I think we just want to win together one one more time. Right. And then they asked about his contracts. He's got three years left. He's 35 and or just yeah, just turned 35. And he said, I'm going to play these three years and then I'm going to figure it out. Because they said, would you be like Chara and play until you're 45? And he's right. like, no. I, I uh, can't see that. Right. So, three years time, like my this uh, this is when it's gonna start becoming my childhood that's retiring. Right. Because that's sad. Like Crosby Ovechkin. Yeah. We're just this whole season. It's gonna be another Ovechkin. Is he gonna catch Gretzky? Gretzky. Probably not, but yeah. we can hope. Uh, that is it for the NHL. Let's go to the NFL. Uh, we already talked about last Thursday's game. The uh chiefs chargers uh sunday there's no rhyme or reason to this it's just i wanted to talk less about the games that weren't that good denver beats houston 16 to 9 yeah and i think i feel worse about denver yeah the houston's scrappy but denver's supposed to be a potential playoff team and they don't look like one no they look like a like Honestly, the Raiders are 0-2, and, and I kind of feel better about the Raiders. Right. Like, it, it's just – and this is a game that was not on Red Zone very much. It was not on TV. Well, it's 69, so, yeah, what are they going to show? And another punt. <laughs> and another punt. And field goals. Like, I think it was just one touchdown in this game. Yeah. And a bunch of field goals. Uh, San Francisco beat Seattle 27-7. 
we were right about the Seahawks. I'm I'm, th- I'm already ready to say they yeah. threw everything at 16. that week one game. Yeah. And the big thing about this one was Trey Lance breaks his ankle. Yeah. Done for the year. And I think it was just because San Francisco was just committing to Lance and like, oh, this is our guy. He's going to be our quarterback. And yeah. obviously that week one game just it was rain. Like, yeah, it's not his fault. Yeah. Didn't matter if he or Jimmy were there. Yeah. I just I, I feel bad saying I feel better about the Niners, but I feel better about the Niners. For sure. I think they all like Jimmy. And they just they're like they're the team yeah. likes Jimmy. The, the players. Yeah, they kept they kept him for a reason. Yeah, oh for sure. And I think now we can say, Oh, it was just in case Trey Lance got hurt, but if right. Trey Lance wasn't it, they were gonna go back to Jimmy. Yeah. Well they're bringing in a guy that already knows the playbook. It, it's not a new guy coming in and he's gonna step right in. I think it's also an adult. Like as much as like Trey Lance hasn't played that much football over the last couple of years. Right. He's going to have another year to, like, learn the learn. playbook. And, yes. like, maybe won't be able to do as much stuff physically, but right. he'll be able to learn for another year. He basically gets a second redshirt year yeah. just based on an injury. Uh, Jacksonville beats the Colts 24 to nothing, And I think I underplayed how much I believed in the Jaguars. Like, they could actually win this division. Yeah. And they're, they hold the only win so far in the AFC South. Wow. Who thought we were going to play that game? Yeah. Um, Like, Trevor Lawrence, for some reason, I guess because, like, his whole rookie year was a sophomore slump. Yeah. So now it's, like, the sophomore surge. Yeah, pretty much. Like, he he looks maybe not the exact same as he did at Clemson, but it looks like he's pretty close to if, that. Well, if he is, that, that'll make all the difference in the world. Like... It's funny, like, and I, and I feel bad because it's probably how it's going to happen. If Jacksonville wins their division, I don't think they're better than any other division winner. No. And then you probably have to play, like, the Chiefs or the Chargers, depending yeah. on who doesn't win that division. Yeah, exactly. What That'd a pretty tough. home playoff debut. Here's yeah. Justin Herbert or yeah. Patrick Mahomes. Right. Good luck. Good, uh, good experience, at least. Yeah. Uh, how about your Detroit Lions? Yeah. Beating the Commodores. I'm so excited to call them that for the rest of the year. Oh, for sure. 36-27. Amon Ross St. Brown is the hero of Detroit, I'll say. Yeah. Even when Aiden Hutchinson got his first three sacks as a Lion in one game. They had this offensive lineman who had never started an NFL game or never played in an NFL game but started. And his last name is literally like Skipper or Skippy or something like that. Skipper, yeah. Skipper. The the Lions are like the most heartwarming team of football. For sure. You gotta you gotta cheer for them. They're almost I think they're above the scrappy category. Because they, they were last year. Yeah, now, now they're just the next like level. now they're just that team where you kind of like look at someone and go, Yeah, the Lions could make the playoffs. Yep. In the NFC they could make the playoffs. Uh Tampa Bay beats New Orleans twenty to ten. Tom Brady broke another tablet. Another defensive battle in this one. And this was a lot of like, oh, I forgot I'm this person. I'm going to do this, which was, oh, I forgot I'm Tom Brady. I'm going to throw this touchdown. And then Jameis Winston said, I'm Jameis Winston. I'm going to throw this interception. <laughs> I'm going to throw a pick six and yeah. then more interceptions. Yeah. And I just kept looking over and being like, oh, Jameis threw a pick. Like, it felt like he threw seven. He right. probably threw like two or right. three. Yeah. But it's just like when it goes bad, it goes really bad for right. Jameis Winston. And for Brady, when it goes good, it goes really good. Yeah, they signed Cole Beasley. Yeah. Uh, Mike Evans did get suspended for a game. He did 
kind of cheap shot Marshawn Lattimore, which yeah. I didn't know they actually have a history of like right. hating each other. Yeah, I didn't know that either. Which was funny. The last time it happened, Jameis was Mike Evans' quarterback. Now he's the quarterback on the other side. And yeah, suspended. He tried to appeal it, got upheld. Right. And now we just can stop talking about the, the Saints' own Tom Brady. Well, for one game anyway. They got to play again. Yeah, that's true. If the, but that's the thing. I think he's oh now he's one and four against the Saints. If he's two and four and they beat the Saints again, do we just not talk about it? Because I like does he have a yeah. winning record against the Dolphins? Yeah, I would think he does. But like it's probably close for the amount of games because it was yeah. always like ah oh, the Patriots can never beat the Dolphins in Miami, right? Which actually happened again this year. Maybe it's just while Tom Brady's in the league. Once he retires, then the Watch Patriots out. will beat. They'll beat Miami in Miami. Uh, speaking of those Patriots, they beat Pittsburgh seventeen fourteen. Blah! This yeah. was a, this shows two teams that are bad. That was a really bad game, and like there's the the off best offensive plays at the end of the first half, and it's actually a pretty good play. Mac throws it to Nelson Aguilar, who pulls off the Randy Moss catch. That was the play of the game. Yep. basically yeah that's all new england needed yeah pittsburgh just are they, not good no They're, do we like when uh, is it too early to have the do we play kenny pickett instead of trubisky yeah it's still too early for that okay because they're still 500 <laughs> still Wait still a the couple games one and one Steelers. yeah is this like is this Thursday game against Cleveland, is this when the Steelers season just falls off a cliff? Yeah, this is when you really see the Steelers are not a good team, in my mind. I'm excited for Al Michaels to go. Jacoby Brissett and the, uh, I guess the one and one, and one Browns. We're going we're gonna to talk about them towards the end of the games because that was a wild one. But, like, the, the first game of Thursday Night Football, Mahomes, Herbert, Chargers, Chiefs. Yeah. Then your second one, at least it's still a division battle, so it's usually pretty good games. But, right. like, Steelers, Browns. Yeah. And it's, like, not Big Ben and right. it's not Deshaun Watson yet. Right. That's a that's a rough game. Yeah. Uh, how about let's talk about the 2-0 and New York football Giants. Yeah. Giants Super Bowl. It's coming. <laughs> Do you think – uh, should I bet on the all New York Super Bowl? Giants Bills right now. Day Bowl against his old team. Or Giants Jets? Nah, probably not. Okay. Flacco. Flacco versus Daniel Jones. That would be the go. greatest. Uh, Giants won 19-16. There was 10,000 field goals in this game. Yep. Baker just doesn't really run this offense that well. Yeah. And... It's not like Daniel Jones is doing anything special either. No. It, it, it's almost like these are the same two teams as Pittsburgh and New England. Yeah, I can see that. And, like, it's not like Saquon or McCaffrey were that great either. No. Just no one was really that good, good. in the game. Yeah, yeah. I guess it just you're kind of disappointed because there's so many good games that you're like, oh, can we not cannot every single game be exciting? Yeah, like to me, that's the cutoff. That's the last like bad game. The rest right. of these are good games. Right. Uh, Dallas beats Cincinnati twenty to seventeen. Unbelievable. Joe Burrow is now. This is the best part. He deleted social media, so he doesn't see anything that's being talked about. Oh boy. And he says the Bengals are going to be fine. Also, do we start calling them the Bungles because they just Super Bowl hangover might be they they might need some extra Advil or something. Yeah breakfast sandwich uh, it's just 
and honestly, I, I actually I don't want to take too much away from Dallas because their they played defense well defensively. Yeah, one up for incredible. Them. Micah Parsons, this is and this is again Tony Romo and Jim Nance two straight weeks. They get that Kansas City Arizona game that's just a blowout. Right, and then they get this game which oh it was supposed to be Dak versus Burrow, but right. Cooper Rush did everything he had to. Yep. He, they ran the ball and they didn't do anything too complicated, but. Tony Romo just tried to go, you know, Micah Parsons reminds me, I can't remember the first guy he said, some edge rusher, but I can't, like, uh, I think he was, I think he said Von Miller. Right, and Von he, Miller and Lawrence, Lawrence Taylor, Taylor. But he kind of said it, you could say he said it kind of through his teeth with a smirk of like, right. that's a lot of pressure to put on a yeah, kid. Yeah, But they say he's a linebacker, but yeah. is he not just like a defensive end? Well, because he does both, but yeah. I, I think that's what he should eventually just be a, a, a rusher. Just be a rusher because he seems to be most effective doing that. And it's not – and like Trevon Diggs for the second straight week just looked good. Like he doesn't he was close. need the interceptions. Nobody's close, right? Like he, he was close to getting a couple hands on balls, and he's, he's right there. He's around it. Yep. And then, yeah, their offense, like they had – um, the guy that I'm now forgetting his name, but he was on the second team, 85. Oh, right. It was like Wilson or something yep. like that. He looked really good with Rush. Right, because they play together all the time, and normally. Like, C.D. Lamb doesn't really look that good. No. Like, it seemed like he's a number two wide receiver. We're yeah. slowly learning. Yeah. And, yeah, for, I mean, the Bengals, this is just smash the panic button. Like, Well, their offensive line is just in tatters do you know what um Lael collins who's the wasn't he the wasn't he a cowboy yeah what he said to joe burrow right after he signed with the Bengals? no uh your new bodyguard is here no one's gonna touch you oh boy uh someone should run that back to to mr collins because yeah. micah parsons made him look like a rag doll for sure good for doubt the one and one cowboys yeah hanging in there <laughs> yeah they're gonna kind of keep pace with the New York football giants. Yeah, that division, that division's just kind of playing for second now, isn't it? Yeah. I know it's week two, but. That's the way it's shaping up. The Eagles just look yeah. that much better. Yeah. Uh, the Los Angeles Rams beat the Atlanta Falcons 31-27. Yeah, we watched the end of this game because we knew it was going to get excited, and you're going, how is it going to get exciting? Well, first of all, we, when we turn it on, it's 28-3. So now we got to watch the rest of this game. Because, and this is the thing, when you hear 28-3, to everyone's going to make their jokes. The Falcons were down 28-3. to Yeah. And I said... The lowly Falcons. Oh, very lowly. Very Against bad. the defending world champion, Super Bowl champion, L.A. Rams. Who are In L.A. Who are coming off getting embarrassed by Buffalo, so they want to make a statement. Yeah, and they are. Up 28-3. to and then the Falcons score, and they block a punt. Or oh, yeah. are they muffed? Did they block a, I guess they blocked a punt. Yeah, no, it was a block punt. And now, just because it's my dumb Atlanta Falcon brain, goes, this is going to exercise the demons. They're going to win this random week two game, and that's going to make up for the Super Bowl. Right. Then I forgot Marcus Mariota was the quarterback. Yes. And when they're on the, dr the drive to – not win the game because there was still a lot of time left to take the lead. And Mariota goes, this is a great time to just go to the end zone and double coverage. And I didn't even see a Falcon player when he threw the ball. And yeah. Jalen Ramsey, who didn't look good in week one, gets the interception and then gets to celebrate. And uh, not a heartbreaker because 
as much as I got my hopes up, I just know how the story always ends. Absolutely. I don't disagree with you. I can't believe you haven't changed teams yet because, yeah, even the losses that are blowouts turn into be very close covering games. So if you're listening, Falcons will cover most. They might be the best underdog. Take them for the spread football team for the 2022 season. Especially because I think they're just they're gonna get a lot of big spreads. This one yeah. I think was like eleven and a half at one point. A lot of people bet okay. it. I think before the game it was like nine and a half. Right. And I saw that number and I'm like, still give me the Falcons. Yeah. They're they're gonna more keep than the cl- score. Yeah. Is this um? Are we red flagging? I know the Rams didn't look that good in Week One, and I think we want it. We want to chalk it up to Buffalo, but are we sure this team just isn't that good? Well. Yeah, because I don't think the Falcons are very good. Well, I, th- I think we know they're not good. Right. Like, we didn't think they'd win a game. And at this point, we're kind of surprised they're 0-2 because they, you know, should have won week one. Yeah. Should have. And that's what, you know, I didn't even think we'd be saying that this year. I didn't think it would be close. Close. I didn't think you'd be having Toronto Maple Leaf losses. <laughs> but you are. It's, it's yeah. Seattle week three. Oh, boy. That's, We're coming for Gino. Yeah. Who's going to get out? Well, I thought at this point that would be our who's going to win one game this year. But, uh, but the Seahawks did win. Already won their one game. So this might be the Falcons Super Bowl game. This is now – this is the three-game sequence of what just happened. The Jets were down by 13 points with, like, 90 seconds left. Yep. And – And so- didn't have the ball. Uh, they did for oh. at 133. Okay. And that was a uh, wide open touchdown for about 45 yards. I think it was Garrett Wilson or one of the Jets receivers. Oh, no, it was uh, Corey Davis was like so wide open that it was kind of embarrassing but for, the, it, for the Browns. But it shouldn't even, even happen because the Browns had the ball and yeah. should have just taken a knee when they, instead of going in for the touchdown. Yeah, but like if there's like, two minutes left and you're up by two scores they all, i think they missed the extra point which uh, which then opened it up for the jets comeback right because they get that touchdown they get the onside like kick, kick and they throw this last second touchdown and this is the week after robert sala is talking about you know i'm i'm keeping receipts of everyone that's talking smack about the jets and you know what he made them eat their words on one day yep against the cleveland browns who even though they lost, like I still feel good about them. Like they're still a good football team. Yeah. Missing a good quarterback. quarterback yep. Which like as much as it's going to be a hard pill to swallow and I'm not saying we just ignore what w- everything that happened to Deshaun Watson, but in terms of football, if he comes back and he is anywhere close to what he was as a quarterback. Right. I I don't think they're better than the Buffalo, Kansas City Chargers in the AFC. Yeah. But they're probably right there. Yeah. Like the middle of the back tier below. Right. Um, but yeah, great, great for the Jets. Yeah. Uh, so I couldn't decide which game was better. I, uh, it, I guess it doesn't really matter, but Arizona beats Las Vegas 29, 23. And this was in the third quarter. I think the, the Raiders kicked a field goal or something. Yeah. And then someone popped a champagne bottle and started celebrating. Right. I think they had like Raiders money line or something like that because 
again, it, it was kind of off the TVs. It was kind of off Red Zone. And right. Then we were, it was. We weren't watching it at all. And yeah. And then it was oh Arizona just scored. They're down, like they're down a score. And it was like 15-23, and you're like, okay, that's a really random score, but like, how did this happen? And then you watch it back, and Kyler ran around for two minutes, or not two minutes, sorry, like 20 seconds. Right. On and one play. Yeah. And then just like waltzed into the end zone. Who was, was it Luke Wilson who was like, oh, Didn't I hate like watching that. Yeah. How do you hate watching that? Especially yeah. on the highlights, it's the sped up version. Yeah. Even in the moment, how could you not just sit there and go, oh, my God, how is yeah. he doing this? Yeah. After, like, 10, like, he covered, I think it was, like, 85 yards. Right. Just basically running back and forth. And then they come back down, score again. And then two-point conversion, they get, like, a delay a game penalty or false start, one of those. So they have to go back even more. And then Kyler has this, like, perfect, perfect throw to A.J. Green. Right. And then they still have to get. Oh no! Wait, was that the? That was the two-point conversion. Yeah. So we go to overtime. Raiders win the toss. They get the ball, and you're thinking, yeah, okay, this was just all for nothing. Right. Arizona's still not good. And then Hunter Renfro fumbles. Yeah. Once I'm making. Yeah. And they get the ball back. Right. So you're thinking, okay, uh, Hunter Renfro is. Are you going to give him the ball again? Which they do. Yeah. And then he fumbles. Yeah. Again. Yeah. And I, this was something you pointed out that I didn't notice right away, but the Cardinals cornerback, Byron Murphy, picked the ball up with one hand. Yeah, and sc- scooted into the end zone. What a, like, heartbreaking loss. And now, like, what am I supposed to think about the Cardinals? Like, I was doing power rankings, and I'm right. like, how high can I put them where it's not absurd? Yeah, because you were thinking to put them in the bottom third of the league. Yeah, after week they're one. They're 0-2, and, yeah, now they're, right, they're going to be a 5 in a – 12 team or something and now they show this ridiculous comeback against the raiders and yeah now they're back in the mix i have them as a fringe playoff team yeah and that's fair and they're 13th Hmm. might be okay wait this is the i'll just say this is the group they're in you could tell me there's teams in this better i have the broncos ahead of them i don't know if i really love that now uh raiders saints giants lions cowboys browns jags yeah that that feels like the right group they're yeah, in yeah i think i don't know if there's many teams i'd put above them i couldn't do no. the raiders just because they literally just beat them right but like i feel like all of those teams are in the same yeah boat. some of them are trending up some are trending down but yeah that's kind of where where they're at i put the giants at 16 just to be nice because i think this they're gonna have some tough games i agree yeah uh the other game the miami dolphins beat the baltimore ravens 42 to 38 right you're thinking that's wow that that was probably such a fun and exciting game it was for the fourth quarter yeah because baltimore's up 21 lamar has like a 75 yard touchdown pass and a 70 yard touchdown run Run. so you're like ah Baltimore. Baltimore's playing well defensively. Yeah, chalk it up. Tua threw a couple of interceptions. Yeah, we're Th- thinking, yeah, see, Tua can't throw the ball down the field. And then something happened, which I, yeah. I don't know we can explain, but Tua throws four touchdowns in the fourth quarter. Yeah, and not short ones. No, there's some, some bombs some bombs to yeah. Tyreek Hill. Yeah. And Miami comes back, and I left that thinking, could Miami – when the Super Bowl is far-fetched, could they upset 
uh, Kansas City Chargers Bills yep. team in yep. a playoff game? I Absolutely. Think so at this point, yeah, they they just they were really impressive, and I also don't think it takes too much away from Baltimore because they're they're trying to be a ball control team. Yeah, and they just kind of kept giving the ball back. Yeah, what a like just unbelievable comeback game. Like I want to see these teams play again. And they may playoffs. Playoffs. Just trying to win a game. It's week two. Uh. <laughs> Sunday night, Green Bay beats Chicago 27-10. Just let's let's throw out everything we thought about Aaron Rodgers. The the thing about this game was that he didn't rely on the wide receivers and it didn't no, matter. They, they ran the ball down the Bears' throats and that was the only difference. The Green Bay still dominated this game. It was don't call it the biggest rivalry or whatever because <laughs> it's oldest, not a yeah. rival oldest you can but i wouldn't call it a rivalry because the packers own the chicago bears as did, far back as i can remember did you like them bringing back the video of rogers last year screaming oh I yeah for sure yeah i still own you especially yep. that rogers gets to go to chicago to win again yeah but yeah aaron jones star of the show in this one absolutely the only problem I have with Green Bay as being an upper echelon team is they made a lot of mistakes on the offensive side of the ball. Lots of mistakes were fumbles and miscues where it hits a receiver as he's trying to go in motion when the ball's being hit. Yeah. Like they, yeah, it's just not good teams that they don't do that. No, I think really good teams, sorry. Yeah, like Super Bowl level teams, yeah. which I think is just it's Green Bay's aspirations more because of their defense right and they relied on their veteran receivers rather than their rookies so we'll see how that plays out moving forward here also let's get robert tanyan more involved i had a i had a bet for him to score a touchdown yeah. just at any point almost he had like two, two catches and one went to he got to the five or and four yard line he was so. close yep uh monday night for a monday night doubleheader yep we had a snooze fest, and um, actually, we found a reason to like the second game. Let's talk about the first game first because Buffalo wins forty-one to seven. The backups came in in the fourth quarter. Yeah, it was just a massacre. And what is there a level that I could get to that would be considered overreacting to the first two weeks of the Bills? Like, is saying like twenty and zero is probably an overreaction? Right. But, I don't know, are they going to lose more than, like, two games? So they beat the defending champions. Yeah. That's impressive. In L.A. Mm -hmm. They beat Tennessee for their home opener. Tennessee, I don't think, is as good as they were, but they're still, you know, in that playoff mix. Mix. Mm -hmm. And, basically, they just shut down the running attack. They just made... Henry yep. go side to side. As soon as you make him go side to side, he he's got no speed. Mm -hmm. So you, you, now you can get two, three. You need four guys sometimes <laughs> to get him down. But they were doing a great job. What did he run for? Twenty five yards or something like that. Thirteen carries, twenty five yards. Not even two yards a carry. So the, to me, that makes the make all the difference because Baltimore and Tennessee, in my mind, are very similar teams. It's all about ball control. Run the clock. Run it down their throats. Take time off the clock have the ball for you know 30 minutes and 
<laughs> when you start falling behind as badly as Tennessee did, because it was close in the first quarter, yep. it, Tennessee even had to go for it on fourth down because they knew they had to they had to go touchdown for touchdown in this one. Like I don't even remember. Oh, Derrick Henry did score the one. Yeah, the Titans on touchdown. The fourth down, and it was like, okay, what what else can the Titans do? Because right. their number one wide receiver is a kid. He's a rookie from Arkansas that they're trying to compare to A.J. Brown, but he's just not, Yeah, especially as a rookie. Defensively, they didn't look that good, but maybe that just is the Bills. Because yeah, the Bills are that good that they make Tennessee. It, so, again, it's hard to tell, right? Two weeks in, let's see who else Tennessee plays, and are they as bad as what the Bills made them look, or was it just because it is the Buffalo Bills? Th- who, like, Stefan Diggs out-received all of the Titans receivers. Right. And... I, I don't know. It's just it's a special thing to watch. Yeah. I just I think it's something early on. I just I want to appreciate it because after week one, I like I was thinking, wow, Josh Allen MVP. How good can this team be, or how good can this offense be? And I left week two thinking, like, and you said it, but I didn't think about it that their defense is almost as good as their offense. Yeah. Like it's reminding me of the teams of the nineties where. Yeah, offense isn't working today. No problem. Our defense will score a touchdown somewhere along the way here, and or turn the game around on a turnover. And and, and like I said in the preseason, if they can run the ball, they're they're going to dominate, and they are. Yeah. Like they're they're not. But last year they were running one two yards, no gain, minus one. Now it's the opposite. When their low runs are like two or three yards, but they are typically getting four or five yards now out of their running backs and it it makes a big difference and now josh allen isn't doesn't have to run every play that's i was gonna ask this have you seen him run the ball yes he did run and it was i think the score was already 35 7 or something because even the announcer said oh the coach isn't gonna like him running the ball there because there's no need for it like he hasn't had to run the ball yet no which not even designed no which plays you kind of thought, oh, for this Bills offense to work, they're going to need Josh Allen to run. Yeah. But now they, they just don't. No. And it's something that's, that's scary because it's still an option. Yeah, I was going to say in a playoff game, you could go, oh, yeah, did you forget about Josh Allen's legs? Yeah. Now he's going to run and beat you tonight. He is going to hurdle over you and yeah. stiff arm. And I think that's the thing about him is that, and I think there are other quarterbacks like this, but he's just a fearless runner which is yeah kind of scary at the same time well, for sure i'm surprised he hasn't been hurt more up to this point because yeah he he runs like the old who was that florida gator uh quarterback from oh uh, tebow thank you tebow. it does that, like a hard a, runner r- yeah like he's not Physical, trying to avoid you no. he's he might hurdle you yeah <laughs> he's not he's ready he's to not take sliding. you on as well exactly he's not sliding yeah uh, our second game, which we managed to have fun out with this, because shout out to, we just called the Moneyline guy, but right. uh, this bet, he had a bet of, uh, it was a lot of legs. I don't even remember how many right. it was, but. He had won all of them. He had won everything from that point. from Sunday football, and he needed the Minnesota-Philly game to go over 50 points right. or something like that, and he had the Vikings money line, So we right. just called him Moneyline guy. Right. And we're watching this game, and even though Minnesota was never really that close, right. we just kept going, ah, money line guy. Right. We're cheering for the Vikings to make it an interesting game. Yeah. And 
even the guy that made the bet was like, oh, yeah, I'm not watching the games tonight. I'm going to go to the movies. That, that's so disappointing. Because it I'm was disrespectful. I'm cheering for your money line. Yeah, it was. Money I think it was a, a $5 bet and he was going to win. I think it was like 257000 That's is what you said. Yeah. And from a $5 bet, <laughs> I would go, let me watch this. Of course. You got to make it worth your while. Like, you could have quarter of a million dollars, because I'm pretty sure they don't give you the option to cash out sometimes, I've found with the apps. Oh, okay. So, I don't know what its cash out would have been, because that was another one I saw. Yeah, with some casinos and gambling sites do do that, where you can say, you know what, we don't want to lose the 257, we'll give you 150 now, or whatever. Yeah, that was someone else, they had um, a cash out available for 130k, but they were a couple bets away from... Actually, I think they got it because they had it was college football and it was like Texas State or Texas State, Texas A&M spread and Michigan, Washington to go over. I think it was right. And he got that. And I think the payout was like one point three million. Wow. Which like a casino or any of those websites are probably going to try to avoid paying you that at all costs. Absolutely. They'll give you it in like stipends. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, Philly wins 24 seven. Yeah. Kirk Cousins is primetime Kirk Cousins. He just doesn't know what to do. It it was almost similar to the Saints and Bucks. Like when push comes to shove, who's the better quarterback? And it just kind kind of comes out. Yeah, Jalen Hurts. Like the conversation I want to have about him is more of just like who could have predicted this kind of leap? Because he again isn't using his legs as much no doesn't have to right it's almost like the josh allen scenario we just talked about and i knew hurts would be better i just didn't know he would be that much better because year two because now like what's the level we're putting him on like is it like top 10 conversation in terms of quarterbacks again it's early but at this point yeah would you rather two or jalen hurts Ooh, that that's a good question that I don't know. Or Trevor Lawrence. Wow, good. <laughs> All three are be that's a tie. You could rank them one, two, another, three, whatever order. That's right. Give me another week and see what they look like after week three. Okay. Um, update on our uh, wins draft. We oh, are right. We are tied. Oh no. At fifteen. Okay. Fifteen wins apiece through two weeks. Okay. Um, I also wanted to throw a little game at you of uh, guess the top three. Uh, quarterbacks in terms of passing yards right now right now after week two Tua Tua is number one uh Allen nope Jackson nope think just go like obscure quarterback no like it's not a soup two of these two are not superstars right they both had moments of superstardom. Boy, oh boy. You got two Eastern quarterbacks. One AFC East, one NFC East. Or, I guess, another AFC East. Flacco? Joe Flacco wow. is third in the NFL in passing yards. Wow. Going into week three. What year is this? 2010? Are you ready to go back to 2017? Because the number two quarterback in terms of passing yards in the NFL is Carson Wentz. Oh, boy. <laughs> and the Commodores. The Commodores are back. Oh, God. Where are they? Like, I, I know we don't do, like, cross-off playoff teams, but Washington isn't. Like, I don't think Washington beats Dallas with Cooper Rush. 
Agreed. Like I just I don't think I don't believe yeah. in once like that. Yeah. He had one good week against the Jacksonville team that actually looks better now. Like right. that you actually feel better about that win for Washington because the Jags look good. Yeah. The only the only team that might be cringing are the Indianapolis Colts right now. Maybe we should have kept wins. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, you shouldn't have. Not that Matt Ryan is like exponentially better, but yeah, if he was still there, they'd be zero and three after week two, <laughs> somehow. Um, I think that's everything. I think that's all I got, dude. Nope. Uh, bad. Oh wait, uh, as you set that up, I'll talk about um Christmas Day. So Christmas right. Day for sports. I've I've been. I'm gonna see when I took this screenshot because it was. Oh, there's something. There's two things. I need to look through my pictures because I do screenshot things then I forget. I do the same thing. Uh, Christmas Day. I screenshotted this August 19th at like 2 o'clock in the morning. Uh, uh, 76ers Knicks at 12 o'clock Eastern kicks off Christmas, I guess, afternoon. Then at 1 o'clock, this looks like an even better game, Green Bay at Miami. Wow. Uh, That's 1 o'clock. 2 o'clock, the Lakers play the Mavericks in Dallas, 2 o'clock Eastern. Okay. At 4.30 Eastern, the Denver Broncos play the L.A. Rams. Could be good. Could be, yeah. Depending on the how things go here on the Broncos. Yeah, I guess on the Rams too, because they might not be good. Uh, five o'clock Eastern, Milwaukee plays Boston. Little Eastern Conference, fun, or no, second round rematch. A couple of green teams. Yeah, this. Uh, eight o'clock Eastern, the Memphis Grizzlies play the Golden State Warriors. Another playoff rematch. Yeah. Eight twenty Eastern, the Tampa Bay Bucks go to Arizona to play the Cardinals. Mm. And then 10.30 Eastern, the Phoenix Suns play the Denver Nuggets. Sounds like you're going to be busy Christmas Day. That is a busy Christmas Day. The other thing I wanted to I wanted to read, this is from August 29th or 30th. Uh, August 29th, 2001. Serena Williams wins at the U.S. Open. Albert Pujols hits a home run. And Vlad Guerrero Sr., Craig Biggio, and Dante Bichette all record a hit. Wow. Now let's fast forward to you to August 29th, 2022. Serena Williams wins at US wins at the US Open. Albert Pujols hits a home run. Vlad Guerrero Jr., Kevin Biggio, and right. Bo Bichette all record a hit. Wow. That is so cool 21 years apart. For sure. And it just shows the longevity of both Serena and Pujols. Right. That they got that they played with the dads right. or played at the same time as the dads and right. the sons. That's wow. That's pretty impressive. Um, yeah, there also the NBA in-season tournament. I talk about it too much, so I'll, I'll just wait until it's like actually confirmed now to talk about it. Right. But the framework of it's kind of weird. I don't know if I love it. Oh, okay. And, and Mark Cuban already said like his players aren't going to play in it. Which is oh, you can you can decide like decline, and we're going to take two weeks vacation and go to Dominican while you guys play in this playing tournament i don't know i think because like the um, the WNBA does it like as a as part of their schedule right so like it's a game you're supposed to play right so like are the mavericks just gonna lose those games and be like no we don't want to play because like i think it's, it still matters for the regular season right that's weird it is um sorry i do have one more thing um in philadelphia eagles history there have been two quarterbacks to have 300 passing yards and two rushing touchdowns in a game i'm sure you could guess the first one that did it recently that like Jalen hurts. Oh, uh, 
had 333 passing yards and two rushing touchdowns. The other quarterback, I don't know if you want to guess, but it's 2010. Oh, it's uh, Michael Vick. Michael Vick. 333 passing yards, right. two touchdowns. Yeah. That's some some good company for Jalen Hurts. Absolutely. Buy some buy some Eagle stock. Super Bowl champs. No, I'm just kidding. Well, NFC yeah. East champs anyway. Yeah. Be champs of something. Yeah, I have the I have that division winner bet that's also has the Colts in it. So mm. I'll probably go three for four. Yeah. Eagles, Eagles, Bucks, Bills. Are they all separate bets? No, they was all together. Oh. So I have the Sorry. Colts in there. Yeah, I, I would cash out if I could. I would take. I think I bet like ten dollars. I think I would take like three back because, I, I, unless the Colts have some resurgence, they're not winning the division. Right. All right. I give. I relay to you, bad, good, and great. Okay. Um, starting off with the bad. It's the Flyers theme for the year is blow it for Bedard. <laughs> yes, you did tell me you were going to um, think about that. The only thing is I was surprised, and I, I may want to bet on this, is they're not uh, one of the leading teams to get Bedard. Um, on the uh, fan duel, fan yep. duel, whatever Sports it is. Sportsbook. Yeah. So they've got Arizona, San Jose, Montreal, Seattle, and Chicago are the top five. Which I get it, those five, but... But it's also, like, you're not well, betting on a team to finish last. You're just betting on a team to get lucky with the lottery. Right, exactly, yeah. So, just obviously with the get to get the best odds. But, anyway, I was just surprised the Flyers weren't in the bottom five. Because I think they should be. Wow, anyway. the West, Western Conference is bad. That's true. But that might help, because then... They have to play parity, each other. Yeah, exactly. Um, sticking with the hockey course our teams are off to a, a bad start already it looks like my number one centers out could be for the year yeah the Couturier. Sean, Sean Couturier like two days before it was like he's healthy he's ready to go to camp yeah and then it's oh yeah it's week to week uh, it could be month to month it also we, could be the season which right. like to me that just says they're he's not gonna play yeah so tanking and blow it for Bedard is kicking in uh, and then I also heard today cops out for the Red Wings till at least the beginning of the season now. So, uh, again, tough tough starts for our teams, but that's just kind of the way it goes. I think your team is a little bit more optimistic than mine. but Yeah, I might I might have to bet they're over in points. I think it's like 83 or something. Because <laughs> they could get 84, 85 points. You still probably yeah. miss the playoffs. Right, yeah. With the Leafs. The Leafs are the... I was looking at like point total over-unders because that's what you have to do for hockey. The Leafs are like the highest, the second highest in the league. Colorado's 110 point and a, 110 and a half. Right. The Leafs are like 107. Right. And a half points. Because everyone will bet on them. Yeah. Get over. All the Leaf fans out there. Give me, give me the under. They could probably, they'll still make the playoffs probably. Yeah. But yeah, you're going to. You got Matt Murray. Is he going to get you over 107 points this year? I don't know. Like, I, I would hope he could get 100. Yeah. And him and Samsonov, depending on who the starter who ends up is. Being the starter, yeah. 1A, 1B. Um, just a couple of disappointments in, Balt in Baltimore. Their last 10 games been terrible. Like, they're in the playoff race and now they just can't seem to win all of a sudden they decide oh yeah we're supposed to be a hundred lost team and now we're falling apart here at the seams other than today they finally win one because of a complete game by their 
starter, but yeah, I just I just thought it was going to be a I just like seeing close races. Like, yes, I know it's a three-team race, but all three teams are going to make it. So it's not really a race cuz they're all going to make it. Yeah, it was just more of like it was fun when Baltimore was like In two and the, a half games back. Yeah, now they're seven back, so it's pretty much done. So like yeah, anyway, just yeah, just kind of disappointing and then just sticking with um with baseball disappointments the white Sox, the red Sox, and the padres have to me have been the the biggest disappointing teams in my mind and two of them could still make the playoffs yeah exactly i don't think i i have a hard time believing the white Sox are going to catch the guardians i i do too just because you think if they would have gone on a run they would have went on it by now yeah Right, if they went on that cardinal run or whatever, like last year, or it doesn't have to be that though, right? Like I said, they win eight in a row, six in a row. They're probably right there, but they're they're just beating each other up. So they're just bad teams that are beating each other. Do you think the Padres can win a wild card series? Like, I you can take any team that they would play. I I do just because of their pitching. Yeah, that's they true. have enough pitching that they can win those one nothing games. So, yeah, I give them a chance. I just don't think they have a chance in the next round after that because now you need a little bit of firepower. You, know, you can't continue to win one nothing games against the Dodgers or the Mets or the Braves. I was going to say the Braves would be one of those teams that they might have to play right? in that best of three, which, I mean, I know those are our two teams in the NL we picked to win the World Series. Yeah, I feel a lot better about the Braves than I'm sure you do about the Padres. Absolutely, for sure. Um, good. What do we got for good? Um, just again, another crazy week for the NFL. So they're two for two on craziness. Mm -hmm. Um, NHL camps are underway. We got some exhibition games coming up. The rookies have completed their tournaments and stuff like that. So we're kind of getting into the mix of things. Um, just a shout out to Tua. Like that was, again, not the that i didn't like him i just kind of he was like an underdog to me but i wasn't cheering for him i'm kind of am now like yeah he's like maybe the weapons are he just didn't have the weapons because like he was like he went to alabama and had all of the alabama wide receivers yeah yeah it's like stepping into you know tom brady's spot when he's out for a year and yeah but yeah he's i don't know just kind of showed me something this week and yeah, maybe he maybe he is the quarterback we didn't think he was. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I will I will eat my words with Tua for one week, but yes. well, I think we're again. both I think we're both ready to that if you're this, keep going with this. Right. Be this quarterback. Exactly. Um Denver Bronco fans helping with the time clock. I don't know why <laughs> yes. this doesn't happen more. Like I know they were kind of being facetious by doing it because Denver kept getting penalties yeah. at home yeah. for delay a game i get i get it when you're on the road that's why you cheer so you the you know they can't hear the play calls and they run out of time but yeah it's it's actually that is a true um 12th man on the field you know like what seattle calls themselves or whatever yeah. right um so yeah i just i'm surprised yeah other fans don't do that for other teams not necessarily football could be anything yeah because i know also the other not ironic but when uh Giannis takes free throws they'll count how long it takes him to like shoot because right. it's supposed to be 10 seconds right but like with that like to me that is 
an advantage. Like your your fans are making fun of you, but they also like if you tell the fans, yeah, like do that do that for us. Right. So then we it's know. Helpful, right. Like in, in hockey, I'm surprised fans don't count down, let's say, penalties. Yeah. Right? Five seconds, because I know the goalie slaps a stick usually when there's five seconds left. But why not have the fans like 10, 9, 8, just so they know, right? So yeah. they know, oh, the guy's coming out of the box. Right? The whole crowd's talking about it. Yeah, like if you did an announcement over the PA of like penalties over in 10 seconds and then you, everyone does the countdown. Right. Exactly. Anyway. Just more involvement for the fans. Um, for the great, obviously, you've got to go back to the Aaron Judge thing. It's just, it's all over the news. It's everywhere, right? Like, we've been watching the games, and, like, you know, like, the whole world is tuning in every time Aaron Judge comes up to back because Michael K, poor Michael K, has got to do his full spiel. And welcome to the Yes Network, the best Yankees broadcasts out there. Aaron Judge is up to bat and blah, 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 blah. Because ev everyone just knows in that moment all of the baseball world is watching. I just want to know, what were the Yankee fans doing putting their lights on their iPhones? Like, I, we never found that out, eh? It was no. a weird, like, what were they trying to prove? And, like, does that distract? players because i'm surprised the fans again if they want to make a difference in a game that they wouldn't do that more yeah to try to like, like shine lights and behind like the picture and stuff yeah i know i mean it'd be easier to do with a phone but i know some right. people would get like laser pointers which the, is illegal yeah like that, that's, and that's dangerous yeah and dangerous for sure for sure but uh yeah just again another way fans could make a difference yeah in a game but anyway um, and then, uh, what else do we have here? Uh, and again, not just the home run that triple crown, triple crown as well. Right. Which he, he's winning right now. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Move over Miguel Cabrera. Um, what else do I got here? Um, I don't know if you saw the end of the Appalachian state game. Yes, I did. Again, this team just seems to be like the um not east carolina but what was the team last year that was good coastal that coastal, coastal carolina. carolina they seem to be that kind of team like again they don't they play in the, i think it's the Sun Belt league so um they could go undefeated and they still won't matter but anyway just kind of neat to see that this team just comes off a huge upset win last week and then plays Troy which they're favored by and mm -hmm. then have to come up on a last play um fourth down Hail Mary and come up with the win especially in a scenario when the ball gets batted and you're like oh this Forward. is over yeah and yeah. what cuz the ball didn't even wasn't even in the end zone yeah it was right? like, it was like at the 10 yard line or yeah. 5 yard line batted forward guys there and he has to like run around right yeah and blocks. now some play yeah you know the now the players had to make some blocks for him and Anyway, it was it was kind of neat. And uh, former former Clemson quarterback Chase Bryce, a great video of him. He was helping fans storm the field. He would like he was walking over and like holding their hand and like helping them like step down so they could rush the field. Wow, great quarterback. <laughs> uh, and then the last one I have is um, uh, another great one, but it was an almost great one. Um, Notre Dame almost went zero and three. Cal did the same thing. Hail Mary. And if you see the replay, it was one of those where the receiver 
probably touched the ball on every part of his body and just couldn't corral it, um, which would have not necessarily won the game, but they, they possibly could have tied or, of course, gone for two, depending on if they made the catch. But it was just the last second, and he just couldn't hang on. <laughs> So. I, I feel bad for that Notre Dame head coach because they're yeah. like before the game they're talking about him. Oh, he's the first ever Notre Dame head coach to go zero and three to start his career, going back to last year's uh, bowl game. That right. shouldn't count. He also took yeah. over for a team that he it had like his. he had like two weeks. Yeah. to be like, oh yeah, I'm not the defensive coordinator or whatever anymore. Right. I'm the head coach. Yeah, obviously, like even if the guys know you, probably half the guys know you. Right. And then the other half is like, oh, okay, you're our head coach now because our coach wanted to go to LSU. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And go 0 2 there. Yeah. How's that working out for you, Brian Kelly? Yeah. Not too great. Not too great. Not too great. There you go. That's a a bad right there. (laughs) Uh, And that's all I got. All right. Uh, Definitely a little shorter than the almost three hour one from last week. But uh, yeah, we're going to be back. We have to figure that out. We'll figure it out off air this time, but either Friday or Saturday, just kind of more of NFL preview and maybe if Aaron Judge hits number 61. Right. Next week, they're in Toronto. Hopefully, he's at 61. Yeah. Magic number's eight, so it could all come in 62 and a Yankees American League East championship. Celebrated in Toronto. Yeah. Pop the champagne there, right there. Ouch. That'd be fun. I mean, that's going to be dangerous for yep. going to two out of the three of those. So uh, it'll be rivalry time. That's right. And, uh, yeah, that's all we got. And besides that, we will see you next time.